Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Yes, it is presented by Progressive Insurance. Timmy Legs in a half hour on the Goodyear Hotline. The party's in Milwaukee today in a huge way, and it's a party half a century in the making. Again, congratulations, Giannis and the Bucks. What a performance. What a masterpiece that was. And if you don't love that kid, and you and I have nothing to talk about, I don't know what else to say. And my son was showing me yesterday before the game all these Instagram lives he does. He's so funny. He's got childlike enthusiasm for what he is doing. He's playing a kid's game, and he's doing it with a kid's sort of wide-eyed joy. And as a hardened, cynical, longtime sports fan, it is such a delight for me to see that. And the fact that he played his best game of his life in the biggest game of his career tells you everything you need to know about Giannis. So we had a really interesting question of the day earlier this morning, and that was, does this ring carry more weight? Is it, is it, is it more valuable in the currency of your respect? And we got into that, and I think we've sort of stumbled upon another question. You ask these questions. Greeny's question of the day. Hembo and I were going back and forth on it a little bit, if you're just joining us. It is my belief, this is not in any way to diminish the Bucks. They beat the teams that were in front of them, and they won. But that it is my belief, overwhelmingly, that the Nets are a massive favorite next year. This idea that the Bucks come back, I think Vegas has them in the right place. The Nets are the favorites. The Lakers are next. The Bucks are third, which seems reasonable to me because the Nets certainly feel like a team that could implode. There are a lot of ways that could happen mm-hmm. based upon the personalities and based, as we saw this year, upon the possibility of injury. But if you told me right now the Nets are all going to be healthy, I would bet you my house that they win the Eastern Conference next year. Yeah, I can't go there. I, 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 I have no problem with the Nets being the preseason favorite to win the title next year. And I understand where everyone's coming from here. With one and a half of their big three, they had a coin flip chance to win the series against the team that wound up winning the championship. But so much still happens from now. Who, like you said, they're very prone to implosion, or at least could be from a health perspective. Who knows if those guys even like each other? They have, they have a history there. And the Bucks just won a title um, the th- in what was their third best team over the course of the last three years. It was the first year that Giannis and Drew Holiday played together. Giannis is only 26 years old. The- this big three is younger than the Nets' big three. So it's not obvious to me that if the Nets are, are just plug-and-play healthy, that they're going to run away with the Eastern Conference next year. I- I- I'm not willing to give them that much respect after what I just saw the Bucks do. Nuno, which side of this are you on? I'm on your side because how do the Bucks get any better to compete against a healthy Nets team? Or, you know, the 76ers trade away Ben Simmons for Damian Lillard and add that to, you know, add that piece to it. I don't see how they get better. Well, that part of it, I'm not, that's not the reason I would give. Hmm. They could get a little better because they could become, when you're a champion, they could become a place where you get guys, and I don't know exactly what their contractual situation, I, I know all those three guys are coming back. Right. They're all under contract, the big three. And the pieces that you fit in around the edges, this may be a spot where mid-level exemption, some veteran wants to come play there. Like, I could see them getting a little better. But are you going to Milwaukee or are you going to Brooklyn? And and I'm not disparaging, I'm just talking about the teams themselves. You know, uh, or where are you going? Like, Bobby Portis is a great story because he had an offer for more money, I think, with the Knicks after playing for a year, and he decided to you know, go to the Bucks team. He's a free agent. He might decide to go to, you know, you know, that might be a guy that the Nets add. So I think that's part of the question. No, but my point is, 
the Bucks have a much better chance of adding guys like that now than they ever have before. They, they, the Milwaukee Bucks are not historically a team that guys looking for a ring are going to go to, guys looking for a destination are going to go to. It's like what LeBron did for Cleveland. LeBron made Cleveland a place people wanted to go play. Right. What I'm saying is this is less to me about Milwaukee's ability or inability to get better than it is about how much better you'd have to get to be as good as the Nets. Like, I don't want to say this today. Why are you making me say this? The Nets were going to kill them. The Nets humiliated them in game two, and we're going to win game three with James Harden less athletic than I am. James Harden on that hamstring was a lesser athlete at that point. What did he play, 40 seconds in the series until it, it, it became, you know, whatever that was, games five or yep, whatever the right. hell he came back. Who can even remember that? It was five years ago. <laughs> the playoffs take so long. But, 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 but until Kyrie's ankle is actually touching the ground – they're winning that game. They're going to sweep them in that series. The Nets are that much better than them because they have Kevin Durant and James Harden and Kyrie Irving. It's not fair. It's why everyone hates super teams, that, but it's true. But that, that is what happened. But that is not necessarily predictive. It's not predictive of what the future might hold. Why can't the Bucks? like Nuno said, why can't the Bucks get better? Even if they don't add pieces... They could just get better by playing basketball together, which the Nets don't even do. Who are you that you all of a sudden you're, you're telling me that previous data is not predictive of what happens in the future? <laughs> you live your whole life based on analytics. You're, but you're operating under the baseline that none of those things can change. The Bucks are going to be here and the Nets are going to be better than them so long as they're healthy. But there's so many variables that we, that we don't know. No. Let's assign numerical values okay. to things. The Bucks right now, let's just say they're 100. Okay. And maybe they could get better. Mm-hmm. Maybe they could become 110. The Nets are a million. <laughs> the Nets are so much better than them that it's not even close. And I don't want, look, again, I don't want to say, I hate super teams. I hate them. I was delighted they didn't win. Super teams are the worst thing that has happened to the NBA because it takes all the fun out of it. I hated it when KD went to Golden State. Again, I didn't criticize him for it. He has every right to do whatever he wants. But as I said, it ruined the league. It ruined the league for a a, a couple of years stretch because there was no competition. Here's what I would say. I love reading thrillers, right? I read thrillers nonstop. That's my my read of choice. If you tell me how it's going to end, I'm not going to read the book. I need, to need, I, I need to read it knowing, oh, my God, I can't wait to figure out. I just finished a thriller last night that I liked very much, the one James Patterson and Bill Clinton wrote together. It's called The, the President's Daughter is Missing or something like that. It's a very good book, and it has a very cool, satisfying ending, and you don't know how it's going to end until you get to the end. Mm-hmm. If at the beginning it says everybody dies, I'd be like, all right, I don't need to read this. I'll go find something else. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say, that the Nets, I think, are that. They're just that good. They're inevitable. Yes. Those three guys, the implosion would have to come in the form of one of them leaving. See, I think that you're just underselling how hard it is to win a championship. Mm-hmm. When he went to Golden State, they already had a championship team there. This is, this is not that. These are still sh- stray pieces. I think to assume that is to, give too, is to belittle how hard it is to win a championship. That, it, it, is, it is not just plug and play. It's not just put these three guys on the court with whomever else, and they're going to win no matter what. It's never happened that way. Yes, it kind of has. 
They put three guys together with the Celtics, and they won. They put three guys together at the Heat, and they won. They put three guys. They added a fourth guy to the Golden State Warriors, and they won. And they would have never stopped winning if Kevin Durant hadn't gotten hurt and if they hadn't imploded. The hardest thing to do is keep those things together. But people get hurt, and sometimes interpersonal dynamics are complicated. No, of course. I totally get that. As I said, if one of them gets hurt again and is done, then sure, I get that part of it. I think I preface this whole thing by saying, if you told me right now those three guys are healthy and all still playing, like, I don't know that Kyrie even really wants to play. But assuming that they all want to play, then I think that they are head and shoulders the best. You disagree with that? I think we need a wager. Oh, what do you want to bet? (laughs) (laughs) How about that house? I'll bet you anything you want. (laughs) You're telling me you would make a bet of consequence against me that if those three guys are healthy, the Nets don't win? Not even odds, no. (laughs) Uh, That's what I mean. I mean, what what are they, plus 225? That's right. They should be minus something. They should be odds on favor. Yeah. Well, again, no, because they don't. They don't let you hedge it against injury. Right. Right? Vegas is taking a bet. Well, that's where it is. That's the hedge against injury. That is. And with Harden, that feels, after what we just saw, that feels like a real possibility. KD coming, coming back from the terrible injury that he had, that feels like a possibility. Mm-hmm. Kyrie, you never know kind of where his head is on a given day. But if they get to the finish line, then they're going to sprint through the tape. I mean, uh, and, and if there are teams that I could see competing with them, it, would be, uh, it wouldn't be the Bucks. Really? It would be, yes, it would be, I can think of two other teams, hmm. maybe a third. I, I need to see what the Clippers wind up doing. I'm not right. 100% sure they're coming back the same. But let's see what the Lakers add. I don't yeah. think LeBron James is watching this, uh, you know, and saying, well, you know, I'm good. <laughs> good for him. I've won my title. Good for them. <laughs> good for Giannis. I'm delighted for him. I think, I think LeBron is on the phone right now with Jeannie Buss or whoever it is saying, who are you going to get now? Who are we getting next? Mm. We need somebody else. Get me Dame Lillard. I don't think Dame goes there, but I think somebody does. I think they add another player of consequence during this offseason. The Clippers are dangerous. And the other one not to forget about is Golden State. Now, they need a couple of things to work out well. Uh, mostly they need Clay Thompson to be healthy. The combination of injuries he's had, you've got to be scared to death if you love the sport and you like him, which I do, that he's never going to come back okay. But if he does... They put those three guys back together again, and then they got a lot of pieces they can work with. Who knows what they wind up doing, a trade here, a move there. I think the Warriors become a very Hmm. dangerous team if things break their way. But they're a wild card. They're the one you need a whole bunch of stuff to come together. There's a lot more ifs there. The Nets have done all the hard stuff. They got the three of them together. Now they just they have the play. <laughs> now they just need to do the comparatively easy part. That's why we hate super teams. Now they just need to do the comparatively easy part, which is get along with each other reasonably well. Look, they would have won the title this year playing eight games together. I don't even know that they need to play. They can alternate taking sabbaticals, and then they could just be there when it's the playoff start, and I think they'll win the whole thing. A greeting with you presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who save with Progressive save over $700 on average. Call or click today and find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance. Meanwhile, the victory by the Bucks last night actually brings up a really interesting question that you should be paying close attention to. If you are in New York or in Cleveland, and I'll explain why next on ESPN Radio. 
Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do, big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. Greeny, the podcast. I'm Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. My guests, like Timmy Legler, a little more than 10 minutes from now on last night's finals, appear on the Goodyear Hotline. I also invite you to be your own hotspot with Straight Talk's Ultimate Unlimited plan. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data for just 55 bucks a month. All on America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless, no contract, no compromise. Compatible device required. See straighttalk.com. And so we were looking at this, and, and Hembo, I know that you tweeted it earlier today. In the last five years, the following things have happened in sports. The Bucks ended a 50-year championship drought. The Chiefs ended a 50-year championship drought. The Nationals won their first championship ever. The Raptors won their first championship ever. The St. Louis Blues won their first championship ever. The Washington Capitals won their first championship ever. The Philadelphia Eagles ended a 57-year drought. The Astros won their first championship ever. The Cubs ended a 108-year drought. And the Cavaliers won their first championship ever. In the last five years, those 10 things have happened. Which brings up the question... Who's got next? What's the next team to win a title that hasn't won one in a very long time? And that's why I said I think the news is good if you're listening to me this morning in New York or in Cleveland, because I think those both feel like logical destinations. Depending on how you look at this, the Brooklyn Nets have either never won a championship or they won their last one in 1976 in the old American Basketball Association, the ABA. I remember it. That was the Dr. J, you know, era. 
Those are great teams. And I loved the ABA, actually. The ABA was a great league to follow if you were a basketball fan. But it doesn't count. When, when, if and when the Nets win an NBA championship, it will be called their first one, right? That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, the other team, as I think it through, and Hembo, I'd be curious to hear who your pick would be and Nuno who your pick would be. If I wanted to just take all sports into account, because that list took into account all sports, a team that I think has a real shot to do it is the Cleveland Browns. And I said on television this morning, I think in his own way, Baker Mayfield is the most important player in the sport this year. Because I think by bringing Odell back, by having Odell come back from injury, if he becomes additive, mm. if, he, if, if they take what they had and they add what Odell can be, and Baker, instead of kind of regressing from that, actually takes a step forward. If he goes from being what he was the second half of last season, which was very much good enough to win with, a good NFL quarterback, if he becomes a great NFL quarterback, I, I think they have as good a chance to win the Super Bowl as literally anybody. Kansas City, Tampa, Green Bay with Rodgers, the Rams, whoever else you want to consider the favorites, are the Bills. I put the Browns right there. I think if you if you look at the other 21 positions on the field, I'm not convinced they don't have as much talent, if not more, than literally any other team. Yeah, that's the right point to make. I, I always look at these um, articles that aggregate team quality based on 1 through 22, based on 1 through 55, and the Browns consistently rank first or second on every single one of those lists. Mm-hmm. So the question then becomes the one that you asked, how good is Baker Mayfield? If Baker Mayfield does take the next step, or even really is as good as he was in the second half of last season, there's no obvious reason to me why you'd be wrong here. Right, because the quarterback is so disproportionately important mm-hmm. that even though they have more talent than the Chiefs, the Chiefs are better. And even though they have more talent than the Bills, the Bills are better. And even though they have more talent than the Packers, the Packers are better. And even though they have more talent than the Bucks, the Bucks are better because all of those quarterbacks are better. I'm including Josh Allen, even though he's not a champion. Right. um, Because I think he is better than Baker Mayfield. But what happens if he's not? Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Baker Mayfield was the first pick in the draft in which Josh Allen was taken. So what happens if Baker Mayfield takes a big step forward and becomes that guy? If so, I think the Browns are the team to beat. So I pick them as a team that could be next on this list of ending a long drought who do you, Hembo, point out? I'm going to go with baseball, and I'm going to pick the San Diego Padres. They've never won the World Series. They've only won one World Series game ever. That division's a gauntlet, but they're among the most talented rosters in baseball. I love Fernando Tatis, so I think they're the baseball team uh, on a long drought. They, in their case, having never won, that has a good shot. What year did they come in? Uh, stand by. I'm trying to think of the Browns. The Browns won. 69 was their first 69. year. The Browns won NFL championships in the 60s. 64 was their last. But that is prior to the Super Bowl, so it, if the if the Browns win one, it'll be their first Super Bowl That's championship. Right. Mm-hmm. It will not be their first NFL they have won eight. championship. <laughs> They've won eight. Yeah, because they had great. I mean, that's the tragic part of this is the Browns historically <laughs> were great. And through most of my lifetime, they were good. I mean, the Browns, before they moved, were a good franchise. They had good teams. The Kozar teams were good. Back-to-back AFC championship games. They, they were frequently good. They just never quite got over the hump. Nuno, have you got one? If you look, what's a team that's going to join this list soon? As a champion breaking a long drought. It's an AFC team. It's the Titans. Hmm. They haven't won. was an AFL championship, and they won in 61. They were the Houston Oilers. Yep. So I think the Titans franchise. I think that's a good pick. I think they have a really good chance. Did I, I forgot them um, when I was talking through teams that I think could do it. They're really good. 
They're, they're, are, they're really good. The difference is their defense has been just awful. People don't realize how bad that defense was last year. If they get better on defense, then certainly they're a team with a chance. Yeah, one through 55, the Browns are better, but one through five, the Titans are probably better than anybody. Better than anybody. If Julio Jones is healthy, then who's better than them? Tannehill's the most underappreciated, excellent quarterback in the NFL. They have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Derek Henry. <laughs> Good God. I mean, that's, you know, that's a, that's a wrecking crew. I mean, imagine sending that team off the – you know, the old expression in high school football is, you know, you send your biggest, toughest, meanest-looking guy off the bus first because that sets a tone. <laughs> Who are you sending off first if you're the Titans? A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, or Derrick Henry? Like, which one of those guys – strikes more fear in the hearts of the opponents. Yes, and, but and if you're in high school, you don't know the characters. You think those are the, you know, the three linebackers. Right. Not, not the running back and the two receivers. Yeah, that is a scary group. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, so that's an interesting question to me. But I'll repeat the list because it's a good list. In the last five years, the Bucks 50-year drought. Chiefs, 50-year drought. Nats had never won. Raptors had never won. Blues had never won. Caps had never won. Eagles waited 57 years. Astros had never won. Cubs waited 108 years. And LeBron's Cavs had never won a championship again. All that happened in the last five years in sports. Coming up, uh, Timmy Legler with his perspective on all the things we saw last night. We will do that after this word from Rumble On. Does the thought of selling your motorcycle, ATV, or vehicle already make you exhausted? There's no need to keep putting it off because rumbleon.com makes selling easy. You'll have a cash offer in minutes and a free pickup. Harley, Polaris, Can-Am, Yamaha, trade in or sell. RumbleOn will pay cash no matter what the make or model. See what RumbleOn can do for you by visiting rumbleon.com. Fast bikes, faster cash. Back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Greeny, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio, coming to you live as always from above the Heineken River Deck at Pier 17. And there is no better way to continue this conversation right now about the legendary performance of Giannis Antetokounmpo and everything that it meant and everything that will come forward than by bringing in my buddy Tim Legler, who was just terrific with us on TV this morning and rejoins me here. Hello again, Tim Legler. Hey, Greeny. How are you? Well, when we spoke about three and a half hours ago, I told you I could not come up with enough adjectives to describe the performance of Giannis last night, and you said you didn't have them either. Now, I've given you three and a half hours to do it, so what are the right words to say today about the game he played last night in the biggest game of his life? 
I think it was one of the greatest combinations of power and finesse in the same game I've ever seen by a basketball player. And that's, that's the way I would sum it up because you look at the way that he beat them and what he had to do on this given night, knowing that, you know, you're going on the road for a game seven. We know the statistics. You're probably not winning that game uh, if you have to go on the road. So thinking about the pressure that was in the building and the fact that his his other two offensive stars really did not play well almost the entire night. Middleton did a little bit late that helped seal the deal, but for the most part, those guys were completely quiet. So now you're feeling even more immense pressure to put this entire thing on your back and do whatever is required. And that's something that Giannis has struggled with in the past, doing what is required according to what the defense is dictating you're supposed to be able to do, Greeny. Because we know mid-range shots are not his forte. He's not a great deep shooter, not even a great foul shooter. Beats you a very specific way inside the restricted area with length, strength, and just basically overwhelming you athletically. If that wasn't the case last night, he did certainly his share of that. But to go to the line and shoot the way he did, to, to you know hit a step-back 18-footer, when he had to have it, to hit that little push shot he hit from the foul line at a critical moment, to hit a three during that run. Uh, the combination he showed of just, you know, Shaq-like dominance around the rim, but then also to have the finesse at times from the mid-range area of the floor, like a Kawhi Leonard, that was a special, special performance. And no matter what I would say to try to describe it, I'd come up short. That's how spectacularly Giannis Antetokounmpo played last night. He's also so incredibly likable. Hembo and I were watching a video during the break. Do you know where he is this morning? He's at the Chick-fil-A drive-thru where he ordered exactly <laughs> 50 chicken nuggets, you were telling me, right? Which is exactly 50 to go for his 50 points last night. But then he said this great thing, Giannis. His wife is sitting next to him, and she's kind of giving him the business because he's in the car at the drive-thru with the two trophies. And he said, no, I've got, he says, I've got the trophies with me so that I know that if I wake up and that this isn't a dream, that if I fall asleep, that this wasn't just a dream. But when I touch these, I know it's real. Like, that's that's just awesome stuff. You know what I mean? Like, he's, he's really got a is. childlike enthusiasm playing this child's game. He is the ultimate star that any role player would want to play with. Because And I played with some Hall of Famers in the 10 years I played in the league. I played with some stars, some legit star players. And I look at him and I say, man, this is the epitome of what you want to play with. First of all, consistent, optimistic demeanor. That's, that's first. Let's start with that. Every day that guy walks into the training facility, he walks into the practice facility, he walks into the arena, he runs out into the court. His natural optimism and upbeat personality right, is, is just something that's so magnetic. He, his, he's got virtually no ego, it would seem. That is an incredibly endearing quality in general in life to have someone with that kind of humility to go about their business the way he does. He sets the tone with his work ethic. So you, you know that he's going to be the guy that's going to set the bar um, with how bad he wants it. He feels accountability and responsibility to, to you know, do things to get this organizational place that hadn't been in 50 years. You love that about him, that he owns it. He carries the weight. He signed that contract knowing that he was in a small market situation. He wasn't going to follow the script that other guys are following. He was going to, if anything, let the front office bring a guy to him. And they did that in Drew Holiday to give him you know, just enough to get this done. 
everything about him is the epitome of what you want a leader to be, a teammate to be, a star player to be. Can't say enough about it. He's impossible not to like. I'm and with you. Yep. To pull for. And it's just such an awesome sight watching him last night and the relief that was obvious, that was pouring out of his veins, the relief he felt that he made this decision and it paid off in a huge way. Goonie and Tim Legler with us here. So we've had two questions of the day that have come up during the course of the show. Tim, I'll I'll ask them to you here in the order in which they came up. And we kind of touched on this first one a little bit when we were on TV this morning. But Giannis had a soundbite last night where he said that he could have done the easy thing. He could have gone to a super team, um, but instead he did it the hard way and his way. And so my question of the day today was, is the ring that Giannis wins last night worth more in the currency of your respect. Tim Legler, what's the answer? It is for me, without question. And I, I've been a guy that I kind of started on this dialogue with regard to these championships a while ago, Greeny, a number of years ago. It just does. It carries more weight in terms of the way you're regarded from media, from analysts, from just general scrutiny, from fan bases, from people that love basketball. It just does. It's different when you do it this way. Uh, it does carry more weight. And, and and I'll say the same thing about some other guys. Historically, Steph Curry's first championship pre-Kevin Durant, to me, carries more weight than the other two he got when KD got there. It just does. It's different. I think LeBron's won in Cleveland. Uh, and, look, I know he had a super team there, too, with Kyrie and Kevin Love. But the fact that the organization so desperately needed it, the city needed it, a, a city with a history – of just horrific failures in, in playoffs and these horrible things that happened to all of your sports teams in Cleveland. You know, to go back and finish the deal with the team that drafted you when you're from Ohio, that whole storyline, that carried more weight to me than what he got with the two that he got in Miami and going to four straight finals. It just does. And, and I, you know, I might not be in the majority on that thought. I'm curious what feedback you've gotten since you and I discussed it on TV this morning. But that's how I feel. And I'm willing to debate that with people. This is special to be able to do this to a franchise hasn't won in 50 years, to be the guy that was drafted at 18 years old, to make the decision to to stay there and go a different route in a small market, knowing how difficult it would ever be to get free agents to come there and to actually get this thing done and get it across the finish line. It's absolutely Remarkable. So the feedback that I've gotten, for the most part, has been total agreement. I, I, as I said with you this morning, I fully agree. I endorse and co-sign everything you just said. And the overwhelming majority of the feedback that we've gotten has agreed. The one call that we took with a significant disagreement that I, I kind of, well, I'll just ask it to you. How do you factor in, as you assess this, the fact that the Brooklyn Nets were going to wipe the floor with them had Kyrie Irving and James Harden not gotten hurt, that they destroyed them in game two, that's without Harden, that Kyrie gets hurt in game three, otherwise they probably sweep that series. The fact that Philly falls before they get there, the fact that the Lakers fall because of injury, the fact that the Clippers fall because of injury, the path that he actually took in the postseason, how, if at all, does that factor into what you're saying? Yeah, here's, here's how that works typically. In the moment, it's, it's something that you need to discuss. It is part of this conversation. You'd be remiss to not discuss all these teams and the way they broke down. I'll even, the team you didn't mention, I'll even include Denver. I think Denver with Jamal Murray and adding Aaron Gordon 
that's a team that possibly could have gotten to the finals. So that's another team in the mix. So just, you're, you're remiss if you don't mention it. It is a factor in this, but it's, a, it's also a, a war of attrition and seeing who can be the last man standing in terms of health and keeping this thing going. It's not an easy thing to pull off. It matters in the moment, Greeny. I will say this. Years down the road, it's going to matter a lot less. Each and every year removed from this season, it will matter less. It will be less a part of the narrative, less a part of the discussion of who was around on these other teams, who broke down during that given year. So, yes, it matters now. As time goes on, that fades from your memory. And eventually, it doesn't even become part of the discussion because there are a lot of teams historically that won championships against teams that were depleted by injury or had a path to a title or to a final that was made easier because of injuries of teams for teams that they were about to play. And we never bring it up. This is going to be talked about now, and it's relevant, and it's fair. It will fade each and every year that you get removed from this. That's probably right. Greedy and Tim Legler, and I, I mean, to some degree – one of the ways that you win a championship is to be the healthiest team. And that frequently does happen. Now it rarely, we've had very few postseasons. It felt like, like this, where the star players were dropping like flies all around us and, and a path kind of opened like this. But Timmy, generally, I agree. The second question that came up, I will, I will, without prejudicing it by giving you any answer. Do you consider the Brooklyn Nets to be a prohibitive favorite in the Eastern conference next year, regardless of what the Milwaukee Bucks just did? Uh, they're definitely going to be the favorite. Uh, you know, prohibitive makes it seem like, you know, foregone conclusion type stuff. I'm not sure about that. Listen, those guys that broke down this year have broken down in the past, too. So there's no, there's no you know, law here that those three guys are going to come back. They're going to treat the regular season with the importance that it deserves because I don't know that the regular season in the NBA will ever be treated like it used to. It just doesn't seem that important for the most part. Uh, so I don't know exactly how they're going to treat it. And then you got to hope that all three of those guys can make it through four rounds of the playoffs intact. They've had a hard time doing that historically, those guys. So I don't think it's a prohibitive favorite, but they have to be favored. I think that trio is the greatest trio in terms of raw offensive talent this league has ever seen. I don't know how you have enough answers from a schematic standpoint or from a depth and personnel standpoint to deal with what those three guys bring to the table because they could beat you in every platform offensively that there is. From deep, from mid-range, at the rim, they can make plays for other people. Uh, They can play fast. They can play slow. They can get to the line. Whatever it takes, all three of them can do it, and they're all on the same team. They have to be the favorite. But, listen, we just saw it, and, again, historically – those guys have had a hard time getting all the way to the finish line in one piece. So there's no guarantee that that's going to happen next year. The Bucks breaking through the confidence level they were going to have, particularly the way they handled big moments this year as opposed to the last two, is going to make them absolutely a team that's looking Brooklyn dead in the eye going into next season. I think he agreed with me. Hembo and I had a lengthy debate about this. What I said was, if you could guarantee me right now that those three guys are going to be healthy for the playoffs, that I would bet you my house that they win. And, and, and you just brought up the very legitimate concern that they might not be healthy. Kevin Durant has had an Achilles and James Harden, who knows what kind of shape he'll be in, and Kyrie and all. We all get it. We, we all just saw what happened. 
but that legs, let, let me then shift the question to that. If I told you right now, I'm giving you as a given, those three guys are healthy. Who cares what happens in the regular season? That's the way they treat it, so I'll, I'll, I'll treat it that way in the question. If, if I gave you as a given, those three guys are healthy right now, are you not prepared to put them in the finals? Absolutely. They're going to win it all, no question about okay. it. There's no right. doubt in my mind if those three players can get through four rounds of the postseason – healthy and, and not limited physically in any way. Not like Harden out there with one hamstring. I'm, you know, I'm not talking about just available. I'm talking mm-hmm. about they are at their best physically like we have seen them in the past, and you can guarantee me four rounds of that, they're going to win a championship. Right. So I, he agrees with me, Embo, right? That's, isn't that basically what I said? He said it better than me, but isn't that He said it a lot what? better than you, but yes, he, he agrees with you more than me because I still believe that even if the Nets are healthy, other things could, could come up, could pop up. That could make it challenging for them to win a championship because doing so is just so freaking hard. Yeah, but they're just so freaking good. But that's not <laughs> – this is Milwaukee's day, and it's Giannis's right. day. Let's not rain on hey, that hey, parade. Hey, Greedy, yeah. can, can I make one more point, too, sure. if, I, if I may? Because this, this hasn't come up all day, and I think this is important to remember. I got to thinking about this this morning. One of the reasons that this was made possible in Milwaukee and why this is such a special story, the unconditional love and support that Giannis Antetokounmpo received – from the fan base, from the media over the last two years, when you think about a guy that's a two-time MVP and had the number one seed in the league two years in a row and didn't even make it to the finals, imagine that exact scenario in probably eight, ten places around the league, particularly anywhere in the Northeast Corridor. Mm -hmm. The negativity and the scrutiny that gets directed at those players can make it actually get you past the point of no return mentally for a player where they don't want to be there anymore. This is made possible because this guy is adored, regardless of his shortcomings. And and the year two years ago, it's Toronto. That was laid at his feet because that was specifically Toronto figuring out how to guard him. He was the guy over the last four games of that series that was not able to figure that out, and his limitations were exposed. Last year was a combination of things. It was weird as bubble. He got hurt. But, again, they were kind of stifled at the wrong time. Do you know how many cities they would have, they would have basically turned so negative toward the guy? They would have mm-hmm. run him out. He never would have resigned. So give their fan base and their media and everything else, give them credit because they were so all in and unconditional love for this guy because he's such a special person that it allowed him to stay positive about the entire situation and made him want to commit to them long-term and pull this off. And I just think that that's an important point because too many guys, that turns when you have some failures, when you're expected to get it done and you have already achieved greatness as a player, and there's no going back once they start down that road and going in on you and you become bitter and resentful and you start thinking about playing somewhere else Never happened with him. It's a lesson for a lot of fan bases around the country. If you have a guy and you love him, try to understand that you're going to miss him when he's gone because Giannis felt nothing but love from these people the last two years and give him all the credit in the world because he carried that weight, he answered it, and he just all he did was direct his work to making himself better to trying to finish the deal, and he did it. That is really well said. Legs, you're the best. Thanks a million for this and for everything. I'll talk to you soon. You got it. Anytime. And my Nuno, were you listening to that? I'm directing this. Nuno, who 
sits and obliterates all the players on your favorite teams. You sit there the day they don't have a good day, and you're sitting there with your negativity. You're, you're sitting there just boiling in your own negativity. Did you hear what he just said? Are you going to change your ways about this from going forward on this hashtag, Nuno? No. What, what are you, crazy? I'll be ready to destroy the Yankees next week if they don't do anything with the trade deadline. <laughs> See, this is the negativity that makes players not want to be a part of it. How about the Knicks next year? How, Julius Randle. All of a sudden, he was your favorite player in the world, and then he has a bad series against Atlanta. Now you're questioning everything about him, and you're now so negative. You need to be more positive, Nuno. This is the reason that these players get so frustrated. You are the reason. You are the single reason. And I accept it. I'm a fan. This is what I'm doing. All right. I, I got to mention this. Greeny brought to you by Samsung Galaxy. Reddit user Jaw1073 says you got to look yourself in the mirror and ask, am I ready for this life? You won't be able to go back to mediocre after this. Are you ready for this life? Find out at Samsung.com slash reserve. This was great fun today. Again, if you're in Milwaukee, congratulations. You deserve this. As Legla just said, you earned it. I couldn't be happier for you. And I'll see you tomorrow. I'm Greeny, and this is ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny, the podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast. <laughs>